Well, we're the consummate professionals. We do this all the time mm -hmm. and we have no idea what we're doing. No, but that's fine. They, that, they, hey, Joe Rogan didn't know what he was doing in the beginning. So, <laughs> well, we, Joe we, calls me for advice. Yeah, we compare ourselves yeah. quite, quite, quite often. <laughs> quite often. <laughs> On this week's episode of The Selling Podcast, we are joined by one of our close friends, somebody who we've known for quite some time, somebody who we helped train and he helped train us. All right, we're recording. With over 50 years and millions of worldwide traveled miles between the two of us, we have tasted defeat and relished in sweet, sweet victory. Looking for inspirational entertainment, motivation, and practical insights to drive your business? Welcome to The Selling Podcast. And so with that, he is also known as the King of Miami. Uh, Mr. 305 usually calls him for advice. We are more than... <laughs> we are here with Rainier Viego. Rainier, welcome to the Selling Podcast, my friend. I, I call myself Mister Seven Eight Six. All right, it's the calendar <laughs> version. All right, Rainier, it's so good to see you. Good to see you guys. Good to see you guys. Very happy to be here. Uh, you know, you guys, believe it or not, you guys have had an impact on my life. There's a lot of things I know we were just discussing before. Uh, you know, nostalgia, and I always remember. Still, I still remember going to California for my first time. I remember meeting Mike. I remember meeting you, Scott, in Mercy Hospital. We talked about that. Uh, you know, so those are things, and and that got my whole career going. So I, you know, I, I got my first sales training from you, Mike. Ever since that, I don't think I ever got a sales training ever again in my uh, my following companies like the way you know student in the game was. So um, yeah, you know, I I, I I'm very uh, very grateful for the both of you. So I'm glad to be sitting here with you guys again. Well, we're happy to have you. You've done a marvelous job in sales. Like you continue, you. you crushed it um, back when I was working with you. You're crushing it now as a sales rep. I mean, you've done so well. So what I do want to do is I want to take you back a little bit. Let's, I want to talk about, I want to talk about your origin story. How did you begin with sales? How did this whole thing go down? And then I do want to transition into the mic piece of, when he was doing trainings, what stood out and what did you learn? So I think I want to start there. What, what's your origin story with sales? And then we'll jump into sales training. Yeah. Um, well, um, I mean, you know, I was originally a paramedic firefighter trying to get into the fire department. Uh, I was waiting to get hired. Uh, you know, I went to school for that. And then I, while I was getting waiting to get hired, I went back to school to get my bachelor's in business. And you know, finally, when I graduated, I, you know, in that time, somebody had mentioned to me, you know, I, I'll never forget where I was. I don't know why I have this memory. Uh, I was in a, I was in my friend's restaurant and we were sitting outside and, and there was a pharmaceutical rep, um, forgot her name actually. And, which I remember what her words, she goes, you need to be a sales rep. And I'm like, Oh, what is that? Like, what do you mean? And she goes, yeah, you need to get into pharma or medical devices. You, you just have it. Um, you like to talk and you just, you know, I was like, okay, well, I, I, what do I have to do? And she goes, oh, I could help you out. You, you know, you need, but you need to have, I was like, what do I need? And she goes, you need to have a bachelor's degree. And that kind of what triggered me from waiting in the fire department to go get my bachelor's degree. So I went to get my bachelor's degree, you know, it was kind of a, uh, my, my fallback, I guess. And I was working in hyperbarics and I applied one day. I, I don't remember where I applied to Scott. Uh, it might've, I, I think you might've put something on, uh, on, uh, 
What was this? Uh, Maybe, Craigslist or something? Been, it might have been Monster or something like that. I, I can't remember exactly where. We, we, we were posting yeah. quite around, quite a bit around because I was looking for somebody who had sales experience, who understood how to sell. I wasn't looking to do a whole lot of training. And I needed somebody who can basically pick up and start running. With a well, medical that's... background, though, I remember. And that was kind of the thing that triggered was I think you needed somebody with a medical background because we were doing fittings at the time. Right. Or we were. Right. Right. Exactly. And I didn't have much medical experience at the time. I mean, I'd, I didn't have years and years of medical experience. So having somebody who could balance me out with medical experience, that was the yeah. key. And everything else below that, if there wasn't much sales experience, I was willing to sacrifice on the sales experience just so I could have somebody with the medical and then I could teach the sales. That's right. Yeah. 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 So I was, I was working in hyperbarics at the time, which is funny. It was wound care. I was in the wound care department, which now seven, I mean, no, now it's eight years later, uh, eight, nine years later, <clears throat> I'm back in wound care, but, um, <laughs> And circling around the same hyperbaric chamber I was working at. And uh, I remember that day I left there running. I met with you outside of an album pond. And you told me, uh, you know, hey, like, you know, you came kind of gave me the whole breakdown of the company. And then next thing I know, uh, when I looked up the company, I was like, oh, wow, this is kind of Don Joy's competitor, you know? <laughs> so, and I knew Don Joy very well. I, I, I was very, I was very, uh, I, I was very well versed with, uh, the knee bracing and, uh, kind of the bracing industry. Cause I had myself, had torn my ACL and I had a brace and I kind of went through that whole process. So I was like, oh, wow, this is really cool. You know, I'm very intrigued by this. And, um, so it's funny because you gave me the job, you and Denise mm -hmm. and, it took us about three months. I'll never forget this. It took us about three months to get us to California for the sales training class. And it was in an October. Mm -hmm. And I get a phone call right before I left to California from the city of Miami Fire Department. And it was like my dream job. I uh, I took the test. I took the municipal test. I, I got a, I think I scored like a 99, 98. I was like number five out of, you know, 700 applicants. Um, I was like, oh, that's it. This is my chance. I'm going to get into the department. Uh, and then next thing I know, I went to California and it was a life changing trip. Uh, we did the sales training and I had my, that following Tuesday after sales training, I had to go report to the department for, uh, for orientation. And I never showed up again and I never looked back. And ever since then, I just, that's it. I'm become the sales rep, you know, <laughs> we got you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's funny. I, I look back and it's, it's decision ever made in my life that's one of the things i want to talk about right now because scott was looking for somebody with medical experience <clears throat> but in yeah. reality there's a couple things that you brought to the table that we can't teach we can't teach ambition you can't teach drive and you can't teach work ethic those are things that are inherent in people you saw that you had that that the pharmaceutical rep that you first talked to kind of recognized it you mentioned you can talk and you're good but that's really just the superficial level. You have a genuine yeah. curiosity to get to know people and know their business. And that those are the things that we're looking for. And that's where I'm glad Scott offered you the job and we were able to get you out and provide a little bit of training, give you some background. Mike, and one of those things is that just Rainier's hustle. One thing that I just vividly remember, and Rainier, we've joked about this many times, is as we're sitting down, Rainier's looking at his watch. 
and not in the not in the annoying type way of hey i have something better to do he's just he's just on point looking and saying okay i know that this is supposed to be 30 minutes and i planned for 30 minutes and when it started going a little bit longer he was you know respectfully you know just just there and i was it for me it just stood out of hey this man understands hustle he understands what it takes to be on time where he needs to be when he needs to be there and that that hustle that sheer determination to get it done at all costs that's one of the key ingredients that makes Rainier so successful thank you absolutely well we are going to have a lot yeah. of listeners who are going to ask what happened at that training what was so what was so influential at that training i've never done sales training before so it was just kind of like you know a whole new world for me and you know, like I said, I like to talk and something that I learned about sales training and my two years at Bragg kind of like to put everything together was learning to listen sometimes, <laughs> not <laughs> talking too much because I get so excited that, you know, I, I, I go and, you know, I still get this sometimes and I have to catch myself and tell me myself, hey, shut up, listen to the needs, listen to what the issue is, you know, and, and just find an issue and, and try, you know, but I have to stop and listen. It's because I, I get so excited when I get somewhere and I want to, you know, I, I, I remember I was in sales training. I'm like, man, I'm going to get this. I'm going to get this. I have to get this. And it's funny. My, my other, uh, I have a, a partner. He covers the North part of Miami now. And he's like, oh man, I'm going to get this in six months. Watch. And I'm like, dude, it's going to take you at least a year to get this. <laughs> it takes, a, it takes a long time. Uh, even where I'm at now, it's taken me about three years to really get my footprint on the floor. But when I was in Bragg, though, um, you know, Scott, you you really kind of made me realize how, that I need to be grounded in certain times, you know, and follow some of those steps because I'm one of these sales reps and I'm all, you know, I'm, I'm so excited to get there and, you know, I, I want to present the material because I believe in it. And I and and, you know, all those things that, like you said, I can't you can't be taught that. But some of the things that I could be taught, that's what I took out of Bragg and I took it to my next company. And I learned how to listen a lot more. Um, you know, sometimes it's just, you know, you're not there to sell the product. You're kind of there to listen to people's issues. So know? what year was it you that we did the first training? Because I want to go back in my files and find the, did we videotape your presentation? I think we did. I, I'm going to go back did. and find oh, it now. How great would that be? No, no, how no, great no, would no, that no. be? <laughs> Mike, if you find that, oh man, that'll be awesome. I could tell you it was October uh um 2000 and let me see uh 14 2013 14 about right i've been on i've been on uh for eight years as a rep overall uh four years where i'm at two years at bsn and two years uh, at Bregg. so i would i think 2014 uh mike something i mean 2013 2014 Right, around there. Back and find oh it. man, if you if you find that, oh <laughs> I'll send it to you. I'll let you. I'll let you do with it. I, get, I gotta say, when I when oh, I we're gonna to post it online, and then and, you can see it online first, and and then we'll send it to you. <laughs> I have. Uh, that's funny. I have. I I, I got a. I, I get so shy when I have to do these things sometimes in front of a class. I don't know what I, but then when it's in front of an audience of like you know somebody I. Uh, you know, a customer or a prospect, I have no problem. I feel comfortable. My my flow's going. But man, I remember I was so shy 
but it helps you break it helps you break some uh, habits some old you know some habits that you bad habits that you might have um that's true you know because yeah, you and don't even know you've got them until you see them yourself yeah, I, remember, right. I remember i remember doing something similar and i don't think it was in your class but another class there was a guy sitting in the right hand corner as i'm looking at it and we always videotaped a, a presentation bring them back and show them to the entire room and then the room provides feedback that's what we did for you right yeah oh yeah yeah okay. i remember so, yeah yeah we did all that we videotaped it was uh we had to watch ourselves. <laughs> so awkward, you, man. You and the the other twenty five people in the class. And I remember back yeah. in the right hand corner, this guy's watching it. And I always start with you, and I I give you two options. You can talk about what you liked and what you saw, and then what you would probably change the next time, right? Yeah. And so I asked this guy in the corner. I said, "So what do you think?" And he sat there for the longest time, and he just kept kind of nodding his head up and down, and finally said, "I am a redneck." <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny pretty good insight i didn't even know i had a cuban accent until i saw myself talk i was like <laughs> <laughs> you have a cuban accent no 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 no, no rainier That's you've had funny. you've had a, a in your sales career you continually have time to train and inspire other people when you're talking to other people other sales reps you see all different types, all different people. What are you typically coaching on? What are you typically encouraging sales reps to do? All right. Yeah, that's a good question. I, so I, I became a field trainer in my last company. Uh, and then in this company as well that I'm in. So they send a lot of the new hirees to me for the week, you know. Kind of, I don't know. I'm very realistic when I explain to them how, you know, the sales process goes. Just like. Uh, you know, listen um, and learn your product, know it, love it, believe in it. I mean, that's that's the way I, I you know, it's taking that passion with you. Because uh, if you just see this as another step up company or another step in your career, it's not, I mean, yeah, I guess a lot of times it, it, the reality, it is what it is, but, you know, you have to believe in the product. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like the first thing that I always tell everybody, you know, we have to go uh, just watch what I do, you know, and uh, I uh, I just tell them to listen. You know, it's kind of like I tell them the same thing that I tell myself sometimes. Just listen, you know, listen to their, to listen to their issues, listen to what's going on and then present to them a solution. I know it sounds very sales bookish, like what I'm saying right now, but it is the truth. I mean, if you look at it. I, I really haven't read many sales books. I've never, I, I kind of shoot off the hip, uh, but it's kind of the same model, you know, pre-call planning, you know, uh, your introduction, finding an, an issue. And, and, and it's kind of, uh, you know, it's a process, it's a sales process. And, and I try to like, kind of, you know, tell that to the, to the new hirees and, you know, shape it to how our company is and what we're selling. Um, yeah, you know, I'll say this. I'm in biologics right now, and it's a pretty tough market. There's a there's so many different, uh, you know, so much competition, just like everything else. But at the end of the day, I tell I tell my reps if they like you, they're gonna buy from you. And so that, you know, let me let me ask a question there because in a in a market where there's a ton of competitors and it's all well, just from the doctor's perspective or the clinician's perspective, same or similar, right? You're gonna get similar results. 
How do you differentiate that? And how do you teach reps to differentiate their goods and services? What's it based on? Carry yourself well physically. That's a big thing. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think uh, that's one of the first things that I always say it's differentiate yourself from the other, from the competition by, you know, your first appearance, your first, your initial interaction, the first time you shake their hand. I don't know. I feel like that's a huge thing. You gotta, there's a, there's a saying in Spanish, you gotta fall well on the person. Don't be fake, be genuine. Um, and unfortunately, sometimes those are things that you can't be taught. You know, but at the yeah. same time, you know, my par- uh, my partner, when he first started, it was kind of like our issue was, you know, he was, uh, you know, um, just kind of like, you know, the way the way you're dressing, the way you carry yourself, uh, even your, I don't know, it's just you got to you got to have a good stage presence. It's kind of what I'm saying. You, know, you got to have a good stage presence and that's what's going to differentiate yourself. Kind of, and, and especially when you're going somewhere, know everything before you walk in. So this right here is the best tool you have because you have the free, uh, the Sunshine Act, right? So if I go into a doctor, you can't just go into a doctor because it's one of your call points. It's like, oh, it's a podiatrist or it's a vascular surgeon or it's, a, it's an orthopedic surgeon. You know, let me just go in, say hi and give my card. No, know your stuff before. You type in this doctor's name on your, on your uh, CMS Medicare website. You could see every single lunch that guy did before. You could see who are the companies that are paying them. You could see who are the companies. Uh, and this is something that I, I kind of, you know, I just never, this was recent, you know, probably like two or three years ago. I was like, wait a minute, why, why aren't we using this tool since we have to report all our lunches and everything? Well, that's going somewhere and it's public information. Well, there's a website you go in, you type in the doctor's name and you can see who he's doing business with kind of, you know, based on who's doing lunches and mm-hmm. who's paying. So that's already a plethora of knowledge that you can have in your head right before you go in. So differentiate yourself, know what you're going into, know what already what they're doing and see if what you have could fit their practice. And because this is an audio experience for our listeners, they won't be able to see that you just held up your phone. (laughs) And you held oh, up yeah. your phone because, because with the hey, phone, I'm always you talking have, like this too. You know? <laughs> I love it. But in that phone, you're right. You have everything you possibly can want at your fingertips. And so many times we walk into our meeting before we do any type of research and we have everything that we could possibly want right there. And we just need to take two seconds, type in something, then we'll get so much information. And Mike, to, to answer your question though, like how would I differentiate myself? Well, by knowing more, having the the knowledge to go in there, uh, you know, aside from your presence is knowing mm-hmm. more, having that knowledge. I mean, no, it, it's so much easier when you do a good pre-call planning. And once you're in there, you kind of already know what they're doing. You, and, and you could kind of mold how your, your approach is going to be. And I yeah. feel like, uh, I mean, and I'm having so I, I I I have to give this example. Uh, we're cur- I'm currently getting some pressure from a comp- from a competitor. Um, it's kind of the other way around. There, she's coming into my territory or my uh, hospital, and uh, you know I'm kind of differentiating myself by not being so pushy in a way. And there's a fine line also of knowing when to be there and not when to be there, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I did was, you know, uh, it's a contracting issue, but I did everything I could to find the pricing, what's going on, why this contract. So 
kind of put together all this, kind of stayed quiet for about a week and a half. And then now I'm going back in and presenting all this. But, you know, uh, some reps don't know what the difference is. I mean, look, she could have been a, there's reps that are really, really good. And it's, it's hard, a lot harder. And it's hard to differentiate myself because there are other reps out there that are, that are just sure. as good or better. Absolutely. You know, but, um, but I, I feel like a, a big portion of reps aren't, aren't properly trained. I don't, you know, and, and just the way they approached and she approached it, I felt like I was able to, I was like, oh, this is going to be an easy win, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I was able to differentiate myself by just, uh, you know, knowing when to step back, not being so pushy, not freaking out. Oh my God, why is she coming in? You go to your customer while you're giving them the audience. You got to play it cool, <laughs> you know? Well, I think, I think a lot of it has to do, and you mentioned part of it, preparation is absolutely key. And I can't emphasize that enough. But I think one of the things that you take into an appointment or that you present when you're in front of customers is confidence. And having the preparation gives you the confidence so you can walk in with that certain swagger, that certain appeal. Stage because presence. Every, yeah. Every, every time you walk in front of a customer, you're selling three things, basically. You're selling yourself, your company, and your product. And it's pretty much in that order because they're going to recognize you first and then where you're from. And then, okay, what are you selling me? Mike, I want to put a small yeah, caveat on that, though, because no, 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 because you say you say <laughs> confidence. Rainier has has always had an a presence of confidence, which has been great. When he was yeah. new, though, as a rep, he was still really good. And one of the main reasons was it wasn't necessarily because his confidence. It was it was because of his passion. It was just his enthusiasm. So he's going in there with such enthusiasm not really even knowing fully what he's excited about. He's just excited that about these products. I mean, he had that passion of, hey, this is going to help you. I don't necessarily know how, but I know this is going to ha- help you. You need to get this. And just that, that right. passion, that overall enthusiasm w- was astounding. And people were so drawn to that. They were attracted to that. So when Rainier talks about listening and loving, you know, he, he's, he has the love portion. Rainier's always gotten involved with things that he loves and can get super passionate about. And then he takes that, that listen approach where people know and feel the enthusiasm and then he listens and he's listening and he, he's jotting down some of the questions and then he's coming back out. And I just remember some of the fun telephone calls of, Hey, this is what I found out. Guess what? But I'm, I'm still, I'm still uncertain about this, 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 please help me. And, and it was just that passion, that enthusiasm. Yes, I agree with the confidence portion. Nothing can substitute for a certain type of enthusiasm. And that enthusiasm can come across in Rainier's space as excitement and just physical excitement. Others who might not have Rainier's personality, that enthusiasm might come out with details. You know, it might come out with a different, a different type of approach to show enthusiasm, passion, or love towards what you're selling. All right, I'll have to give you that caveat yes. because you're right. Victory. It's it's something that's inherent and you can't teach. You either have it or you don't. Mm-hmm. And having that kind of enthusiasm or passion that you mentioned, that actually also feeds into confidence. Uh, it, correct. So, all right, I'll give you that one. Yes. I'm going to add something. Okay, go you ahead. Make, you make people laugh and they're always going to buy from you, man. Or they'll, you always have an audience. Humor is a <laughs> valuable tool. <laughs> Oh, I'm telling you, it's uh, even, you know, I mean, if you're single, uh, I I always say like, you know, I tell a lot of guys, if 
you know, single guys or whatever, you make a girl laugh. I mean, you're always going to have her, your, her heart. The way to her heart is making her laugh or to a person. I, I think, you know, I think so because make, my wife is always laughing at me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, That's exactly so it, what Rainier was highlighting. <laughs> oh, you God. make somebody laugh, I, and I feel like uh, you're always going to have an audience. Um, you know, just have a lighthearted humor. You know, Rainier, I do want to follow up, and just before we before we start winding down, when you get discouraged, what do you do? Because I've seen you, I've seen you discouraged oh. before. <laughs> you do a great job rebounding. And you, yes. and your deeps are deep, but your rebounds are fantastic. What do you do to what? First off, what gets you discouraged, and then what do you do to get out of your discouragement? Right now, I'm getting pushback. I'm 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 in a little bit of a a slump. Um, a slump. You're still I crushing do, your number, by the way. No, I uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, so <laughs> yeah. so so let's go ahead and define your slump because your slump is not is not number related man i got two accounts they already signed and they just haven't ordered (laughs) and i'm you know because i already got patients falling off and you know what i did i i i i I will say this i do get very down on myself my downs are down and what i do i have to take a day or two it's just my process i gotta take a day or two think about rebound uh i kind of i normally about two days it'll take me but then i i find a plan i get a solution and i move forward but i do like to you know yeah i i get down on myself um and it's not something as simple. I know some people are, are better at it on the fly. I kind of sometimes I just shut. I shut the day. I go home. I think. I ponder. I, I you know, I and um, I feel like that time I just have my process and I need to sit down and think about it. Or maybe it's just something that I might be overworked. Not, not overworked, excuse me, but just a little burned out maybe. Mm-hmm. And I just like I got to take a day, think about things, uh, the weekend. And, uh, you know, I bounce back. But I always find a way. It's just I don't know. I maybe I, I've been lucky with that, but right now I'm not. Uh, I'm not kind of where I want to be. And I have. I've been making a big push for uh, a certain call point, you know. And I don't know why I, I just get down on myself. Um, I've been down about the last 24 hours. I came home yesterday, and I was just. But you know, today I'm ready to go. You know, it, but it's just got to take time to think and rebound. That's all it is. You know. It, you got to go home, you know, do what you, and sometimes it's not even thinking about work. It'll come to you. Mm-hmm. It's probably just impatience, mm-hmm. you know? And that, that's probably the biggest, I think it is impatience because you expect it to be perfect right now. So I yeah. have one word of advice for you right there. Anytime you start feeling bad and you start feeling down on yourself, just remember this. There are over 1 billion people in China that just oh, don't yeah. care. Yeah. They don't care. <laughs> yeah. <it's> so, <laughs> This is on you. you Wait, you they don't care but about the what? Thing, they don't care about the struggle they, Rainier's going through? They don't care about Rainier's the struggle. No. But the good news is... Mike, I'm offended. Rainier, Rainier's a big deal. I bet they do care. <laughs> He's a big deal domestically. I don't know if your reach has made it all the way locally, to Beijing. Let's locally. I'm on. <laughs> but I think Rainier does a really good job of understanding the process and understanding what it takes to get out of it. And that's, I applaud that because everybody has a process they go through and it's just taking the time to recognize it, have a little pity party and then, okay, now we're ready to go again. Back. I, in have the a pity, I definitely do a pity party. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, you know, like I said, it takes a day or two and then you yeah. snap out of it. You're back on the road. I go, I go to the gym. You know, that's kind of how I, uh, 
I let it all out. Um, Rainier, any suggestions to sales reps around the nation who are trying to improve their craft? Just learn to listen. Uh, that's been my biggest. That's still something that I gotta. I, I, I take every day and I got to make sure that I focus on and love, love your product, love your company. If you don't love it, then you're in the wrong place. I still carry around. I, I don't even know if it's here on my desk. I still carry around a dressing that I used to sell in my last company. I carry it around. I have it in my, in my, in my car because I loved it and it, it changed lives, you know? And, you know, sometimes if you're getting too, and look, here's the other thing. If you're getting too much pushback on certain things and you know what, that's fine. That's done. Move on to the next thing. That's it. You know, there's so much opportunity out there. There's so much. And if you're not doing well in what you're doing right now, then I don't know, try to find something else that you're going to love. But sales isn't for everybody. It's not. I like that. You know? Sales is a lot like dating. I think your, your favorite it words is. should become next. <laughs> next. That, exactly. Yeah. And sometimes you got to fire doctors. It's not even about like, yeah, you know, absolutely. if a doctor's starting to, you know, they're doing business or, you know, they start, flirting around with the other company and, 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 you know, you end up, it's kind of like before I get into this stage of downer or the pondering, you're like trying to get this going or you're trying, like I, I've spent so much time with one doctor the last week and a half. And then this has kind of had me down a little bit. And I'm like, what am I doing? I'm wasting my time here. Why, why am I spending so much time with this doctor? And I'm stressing this out when I could, I need to just go move on and start, finding other opportunities. I need to go down to the keys because I'm never down there. Maybe there's more opportunity over there, you know? And, uh, and yeah, it, uh, if I was going to give some advice, learn when to move on too. you know, you could focus on one doctor only for so long. Now, if I was going to go to the keys, it'd be to go down for some key lime pie. Like, no, I, the only reason I'm going for the. <laughs> Rainier, you're it's, absolutely uh, fantastic. Absolutely yeah. fantastic. I, I absolutely know that our listeners are going to be able to hear the enthusiasm. They're going to be able to feel your energy. And uh, that just that drives and sparks in each one of us things. As, as I'm hearing you, I'm thinking, wow, I really can improve in this area. Or I really, you know, I really need to take a couple of days. I really need to take a couple of days just to kind of regroup and recenter because I've been driving and I've been going really hard. And so just a couple of days to myself lets me think, bring everything back in understand my plan and keep going forward. Listen and love. Key takeaways. Senor Viego, you're brilliant as always, my friend. I love you guys. This has been a blast. love you too, buddy. Thank you so much. I would love to do this again uh, whenever you guys want. Uh, We could touch on a different topic, whatever it is, uh, and I'm here for you. We have super high standards, so we're going to see when we can fit you into our schedule. How about a week? <laughs> yeah, hey. Tomorrow, tomorrow may be busy, but <laughs> Rainier, whatever, we would love whatever it back. is, awesome. Absolutely, be awesome. Absolutely, absolutely. You're Mike, great, Scott. Thank you. Thank you, right, Rainier. Nice you guys again, and uh, we'll talk. We'll be in. It's great talking to we'll you. We'll do. See you, buddy.